This is Tom Atkins. Here's a message for the skeleton crew. I know you guys enjoy doing this show, but for, oh my God, stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Time kids, the clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon, and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. He's like one of my favorite. For some reason, man, I don't know why. I think just from Halloween three, I just like fell in love with this guy. I was like, wow, Daniel Chalice rules. And he's the reason I like Halloween 3. Like, a lot of people hate that movie because Michael's not in it. But I don't know, man. If you don't have Michael Myers, you got to have Tom Atkins. Right. And I mean, well, it's I know you you have to be interested considering that um, you've been texting me pictures of that uh, of that screen cap of, of him in the, uh, in the bar. Yeah. And uh, at the phone booth with the... Uh, six-pack on top of it yeah the six-pack of miller that he just nonchalantly brings to the in the car ride to santa mira yeah isn't that cool just think ellie grimbridge was driving around to santa mira and this guy is knocking back beers in the passenger seat well he knew he had a tough road ahead of him and he uh needed to uh you know we needed his energy it's like miller is like an energy drink to him it really is it's yeah. for me too that's what gets me to do this show. Yeah, it keeps you going, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. And one thing, of course, I've promoted this. There's a third time now yeah. that I'm very excited about. On October 15th, the Halloween movie that I filmed in 2001. And I said, it's not a real movie. It's just an homage. And I feel bad because Matt Wessel Matt Wiesel. is excited about it. And it's just uh, 15 minutes of an homage in a movie structure. Would you say that, Mike? Yeah, it's about it's 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 definitely an homage. It has some nice little nods to the original, mostly. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's pretty obvious. So don't go. Oh God, does he think this is original? No, I don't. And I basically picked up a camera, <clears throat> said, "Hey, let's make a movie. Hey, let's do a scene like that. Let's make a scene like this. Let's make a scene like that." And it was really just kind of recreating scenes and uh, incorporating ourselves into it. Well, Dan's going to be joining us when we uh, we have Tom Atkins call in. But for right now, oddly enough, even before we announce this show, which we haven't announced, really. So nobody right. even knows this, so this that's even more proof how odd this is. Somebody wrote us an email about Halloween 3. Which is surprising. Yeah. You know, I was telling people about that. I said, isn't that crazy that we interviewed the guy from Halloween 3 and the same night, somebody sent me an email about it, and they go, no, that's not amazing. You're doing a Halloween special. What's so crazy about that? Yeah. And I'm right. like, go to hell. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, love the show, big f- <laughs> listener. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Let's get to the point of to, to the point of this. I don't know if you plan on talking about Halloween 3 at all this much. At, ugh, God, I'm bad at this. Halloween 3 at Halloween 3 all that much this. See, I don't normally say that. Yeah. 
talking about Halloween 3 all that much this month. But you guys should, because it's a damn great movie that would be held in much higher esteem if it was just called, you know, Season of the Witch. Mm-hmm. Let's go down the list. You have an all of his prime, Tom Atkins with the mustache. You have the guy who played Connell Cochran. You have Dan O'Hurley. Masks and Stonehenge and Chilling Score from John Carpenter. Great kills, head pulls, drilled skulls, transfer mogrification into a pile of bugs. Transmorg. Trans. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means. I've never heard that word before in my life. Maybe I'm just stupid or what. I don't know, but I've never heard that before. I'll admit I'm stupid. Transmorg, transmogrification. You ever hear that? Uh, No, but if I could see it spelled. Can you spell it and use it in a sentence, please? Transmogrification. Transmog... Um, my head... Went through a transmogrification and it turned into a pile of bugs. And what's and what's the root of the word, sir? Mogrification. <laughs> no, no, no. Trans. I I meant no, 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 no. Like, is it Latin? Is it oh. Greek? Is it you know? No, oh, the origin uh, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. I think it's Puerto Rican. Ah! <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, the still rare to this day actual on-screen murder of little children. One of the best, actually terrifying horror movie endings. You see, here's here's why I think he's a little wrong. Okay. To me, the that was a great movie. Really was. I think it fell apart a little bit where Tom Atkins throws the mask, covers the camera, escapes, makes his way outside, and I. Has that work? Then oh no! Then he uh, he makes his way to Ellie's room, unties her, and this is where things go wrong. <clears throat> Not that it ruined the movie. I love it. It's like a, it's an eight to me. But uh, so he unties Ellie. Now I don't want to spo- spoil. I think everybody. I think everybody has seen okay. Halloween three. That's listening to this, sir. All right. If you haven't, forward to the interview, which maybe you shouldn't do either. Yeah, actually, probably not, because... Yeah, because yeah, I don't even know what we're going to get into, but I'm sure we're going to go deep into it. Yeah. Either way. Ellie's a robot, okay? Why was she helping him, or not a help, but not stopping him either, for about 15, 20 minutes, and God knows how long the car ride was before she turned on him. So, there, that's a flaw right there. He unties her, and she's kind of cool with everything, and just doesn't talk, but doesn't do anything else. To show she's a robot who eventually wants to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ending, they just like take a box of those things they glue to the back of the mask and just like drop them on the floor after he puts the TV things on. Like, I don't, I don't know, Mike. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I think happened. Because as you know, um, Tommy Lee Wallace wasn't the first person to write that script. The script was originally written by this guy named Nigel Neal. And I apologize for anybody who's watched the Halloween 3 bonus features. You've probably heard that name Nigel Neal mentioned to death by uh, Tommy Lee Wallace. But I think that um, his script was was way too dark, his draft of the script. So when Tommy Lee Wallace kind of came on to um, polish it, so to speak, I think that like... The root of what um, he wrote was still there, mm-hmm. but Tommy Lee Wallace kind of reworked it 
So maybe it's a little disjointed in that effect because, uh, you know, he cleaned up what he what they thought was was too dark, but they left like the root of it there still. So, so you think the ending was darker? I oh, I think the ending was much darker. Because I think the kids, I think the kids all died at the end of the movie. Well, that's fine if they even cut that little bit out because it was a nice cliffhanger. But right. the important thing is that Tom Atkins stopping them. They went for like world domination in a way, like this email said, uh, right. evil plot of world domination or maybe just destruction. I mean, well, I don't know, man. I don't think that was a great ending. Because uh, Tom Atkins could have died too. You know, they never they never said either way, but he could have ended up, you know, being killed. And then, of, of course, it was a great ending when he's like, stop it, stop it, stop it. Like, that was great. And his face, right. it looked classic. It was a classic ending. And then the music just goes. Uh, that was great. But I don't know. I don't like the way he ended the plot. And I don't like the way she didn't react like she wanted to kill him right away but otherwise i think it's a right great... deal ending b if you, if you could end halloween 3 you know pick any ending that you'd want how would you end it he should have took a machine gun and just shot everybody in there okay. <laughs> that's probably not how i would do it but um now Got someone who actually claims to have seen that Michael Myers. Come on, drive back to us. I was only eight years old when I saw him, but I was one of the lucky ones. I survived. There is help out there for people like you. It's called electroshock therapy. Come on, you don't really believe that Michael Myers is actually alive. Michael's work isn't done in Haddonfield. And soon, very soon, he'll come home to kill again. But this time I'll be ready. All right, welcome to the Halloween dating game. I'm your host, Alex Edwards. For all you lucky ladies out there, we have the one, the only, Haddonfield killer, Michael Myers. Yes, he's adorable, isn't he? Since we're on the radio, Michael, we're going to do this a little differently. Instead of having three contestants try to win a date with you, we're going to go ahead and interview you, play it over the radio, and we're going to get... The phone's ringing off the hook. I just know it. All right, Michael, it's time for you to tell the ladies a little bit about yourself. Okay, Michael, let's start off with how old are you? 21. All right, and where do you live? Haddonfield. Still Haddonfield. Okay, and what do your hobbies include? Killing people. Mm hmm, what do you do for fun? Kill people. Right. Okay, and for all the young ladies who are going to be calling in, when you go on a date, what do you look forward to? Get my dick stuck. <laughs> they don't do it, but I just kill them afterwards. 
Uh-huh. All right, well, uh, describe your perfect girl to me, Michael. Big sucking lips. Mm-hmm. Big tits. Right. Let me stick my dick in. <laughs> a big ass, so I can also stick my dick in. Anything a little deeper, Michael? That's it. That's all I care about. All righty. Do you want any girls calling in to know anything about you? No. Well, when a girl looks for something in a guy, what will she find in you? My dick. And how long is your dick? Six and a half inches. Mm -hmm, not bad. How long do you last in bed? Normally two minutes. All right, ladies, there you have it. Michael Myers, 21 years old. He resides in Haddonfield, and he likes to kill people. If you want to be one of the lucky young ladies who win a date with this interesting man, call us at 215-240-7893. And that's all we have for the Halloween dating game. See you next time. got done watching the Shout Factory release of Halloween 2. I put in the television version this year. And I gotta say, I've seen it before, but it was so much better this time around. The watch was incredible. So I just wanted to give a little bit of a review on that DVD. The Halloween 2 television version from Shout Factory. There's so many aspects of it that are an improvement and some things are a little bit off, but the balance definitely weighs in favor of the positives. The pace is so much faster. There's far less Michael Myers on screen. For that reason, it feels like the 1987 movie again. A lot of the pointless scenes are gone. The news people don't repeat the same things five times in this version. Almost all the gore is gone, and half the kills never even happen which makes the movie feel like the original, and all the kills that do happen are that much more important. A lot of the scenes with, like, bad acting or cheesy writing is gone. You know, for example, I was trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. Like that cheesiness, or I shot him six times, I shot him six times, I shot him in the heart. You know, that's gone because, um... Michael goes to the Elrod house long after he meets up with Brackett in this version. So, look, both those lines are memorable and iconic, but the cheese of the music cue in the first one I mentioned and the bad acting, just better off remembered and not revisited. Uh, Michael not killing the girl that lived across from the Elrod house with the pink shirt where he just jumped up like a ninja and slit her throat. That was a huge improvement that that's not there anymore. Like, that was the most random, pointless, forced kill. It was one of those kills they filmed just for more gore. So again, we're bringing it back to the original Halloween. Nurse Janice not getting the needle through her temple. That's gone. And that's, that's good that that's gone. But the thing is, you do lose that amazing scene where Michael comes in from the background with that light in his face. So that, that's a shame. Uh, 
Dr. Mixture is no longer dead, he's just missing, uh, the same with Mrs. Alves. Which brings me to an odd scene. They squeezed Jimmy slipping on the blood in with the explosion of Michael and Loomis. Which is like really distracting, they keep cutting back and forth so that it's kind of like everything happens at once, like boom, he falls, bam, you know. It just, I understand what they did, but it just didn't work. They just could have done that scene, like, when they really did it. I don't even, I really don't know what the point was that they did that. Um, it just didn't work, though. But it's not that big of a deal, because uh, we already know how it really was, so you kind of forgive it. This version makes Michael appear much smarter, also. Uh, he doesn't stab the pillows that Lori put under the blanket to trick him. He realizes there's something strange and lifts the blanket and then throws the pillows on the ground and walks away. You know, I think Michael Myers benefited the most from this cut. Uh, you see a lot of great shots of him you never seen before. You see a lot less of him, and he remains more mysterious as he did in the original. Uh, in this one, he doesn't get shot seven times in the recreation of the ending of the original either. They, like, edited one shot out. So when you hear Loomis shoot him with the next round after the initial shot in the head or whatever, uh, it's only five bullets. So that's cool. Uh, the only downside are uh, probably the overdubbed voices. They're much more clear than the audio shot during the movie, you know, during the real scenes. Uh, you know, because it was recorded on a sound stage. Lori has a few odd reactions to Michael, where she's just, like, flipping out in bed and, like, he's coming for me, he's gonna get me, he's gonna get me. You know, uh, maybe I just think they're odd because I'm not used to them. Yeah, I thought they seemed, like, forced and overreacted. You know, the scene where Michael, uh, where Lori visits Michael at the hospital in her dream, I swear, they have a guy doing a girl's voice saying, Please don't be mad at me, Michael. Please don't kill me. Like, that alone, how weird it sounded, and why would she even say that? At that time, she's completely unaware that the boy that she's visiting was the killer of 19th She had no idea. One more downside was because there were extra scenes not in the original cut. They ran out of scores, like the music in the background. They have three scenes in a row that play the exact same music. If it wasn't exact, it was close enough to be like noticeable and kind of weird. Um, also, the music is much louder in this DVD cut than the theatrical, where it's uh, much more subtle, you know, in the background. But overall, the ratio that I'm going to watch the TV version for now on compared to the theatrical is probably 3 to 1. And it's a shame because I, I really, I would love to watch Halloween 2 at, you know, with 1080p and uh, the 5.1 surround sound I think it has. But the television DVD is the far better watch for the Halloween fan who wants the feeling of the original closer intact with their Halloween 2 viewings. So that's my review. I hope it helps some people make a decision whether or not they're even going to buy the thing or maybe to um, take a closer look at this uh, television version. I know you've all seen it already, but uh, I think there's, there's something to it. It really is, uh, it really brings you back to the original for a lot of reasons. So, there you go. It's almost time, kids.
The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon, and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy Great honor and privilege that I introduce to you the coolest drunken doctor this side of Haddonfield. Well, I don't know if they were in Haddonfield, but you was in a Halloween movie. Even though people don't think it should be a Halloween movie, but it was called that. Tom Atkins. Tom, thank you so much for coming on the show, bud. Oh, sure. It's a pleasure. Yeah, man. No better time than to talk to you in October, is there? Yeah, it's a magic month, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Do you enjoy that, Tom? Do you like Halloween? Or I I don't. It's a pain in the ass. My wife wants <laughs> to go to a, a Halloween party every year, and um, we have to dress up, and I hate it. <laughs> oh no! I never know what to do. I never know what to get. But this year, she's going as Flo, the progressive insurance lady, <laughs> and I'm going as Mayhem. did you ever go as dan chalice (laughs) uh no Uh, no i don't i don't believe i ever have no no i've never gone as anybody in the uh things who the hell did i go i went i went as a dead rock star girl last year (laughs) who who was that that uh, kind of drank a lot amy winehouse exactly right exactly right yeah Oh, man, I found these gold shoes, pumps, <laughs> women's shoes that were size 11. They fit. <laughs> oh, my God, it was hysterical. <laughs> Guys were walking away from me at the party, just backing up and shaking their heads and going, oh, God, that's dirty. Oh, oh. Now, did you have or did you not have your mustache? Of course I did. I always have my mustache. All right. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I always do. It was Amy with a mustache. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't try to pretend sir. It was probably just Amy then. That's <laughs> kidding. Yeah, with a big, big, big dark wig. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun though. Yeah, you had some track marks on your arms and. Uh... No, I didn't. Th- oh, I didn't think to do that. <laughs> detail, detail. I didn't yeah. think to do that. <laughs> you know, we were just talking like before you came on, like how much we love you in these movies, and I, I gotta admit, this is gonna be uh, weird, but you are like the only actor who's. It pains me when your character dies in a movie. <laughs> like I was telling Mike, I watched Maniac Cop for the first time a little while ago, and I was like, no, the whole way oh, out. Oh, I know. Yeah, it pained me too. <laughs> I thought, Jesus, yeah. And I read the script, and I said to. What the hell was the guy's name? The director, can you remember? Bill Lustig. Bill Lustig, yeah. And I said, what the hell is this, man? You got, I'm the star of the movie, and I die you know, in 20 minutes? Yeah. Or maybe it was a little longer than that. I'm not sure. but Not much longer. God yeah. damn. That's not right. <laughs> Nobody's going to like that. And he said, yeah, but it's good. It'd be great. It'd be great for the movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was. Yeah, and uh, and recently I saw I cannot believe I haven't seen it in all these years. Night of the Creeps. Oh yeah, yeah. You just you just saw that. I just bought the well. Mike bought me the Blu-ray. Oh yeah. my lord! 
Can you believe that? How did I miss that one? Yeah, I don't know. Which has been out for 58 years or something like that. That's a long time. I think 85, 86 we made that. Yep. Somewhere in there. That's the year I was born. 85. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. I love that one. Yes, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How, like, um, what what was it about that movie that makes it your favorite? Was it like a really just the best experience you had making a movie, or did you? I tell you what it was. It was it was just it was the silliest movie, <laughs> and we just we had a wonderful time. Although it didn't start out that way, it didn't. My first night on the set, I think, I think it was the first day of shooting. And he wanted to get everybody involved in the first day of shooting. You know, the three kids and me. Right. So he had me show up about noon. It was mainly their stuff and different bits and pieces. I don't know what they were doing. And um, so I sat there in a dressing room with my gun strapped on, my outfit, all my copy stuff. And uh, Detective Ray Cameron... About 11.20 that night, they say, uh, ready for you, Mr. Atkins. <laughs> I said, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All day I've been sitting here. So I walked out, and I walked over to where they were shooting, and the camera, I saw the camera was sitting down on the ground and looking down a pathway down which the three kids went or two in my I can't remember now yeah. and and Fred said okay Tom when they get to that point down there you step in right in front of the camera to this mark <laughs> that was it <laughs> it was a, it, it was a shot of my two feet stepping onto the pathway I swear to God, I wanted to kill him and everybody in the goddamn thing. I said, this is, this is going to be no. the dumbest experience of my life. But it no. turned out to be uh, really wonderful. It was terrific. And I had all the great lines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. That, that first day, it could have been anybody's feet, you know? Right. Who the hell knows what shoes or who's, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, at least now when we watch it, we can appreciate that's your yeah. feet. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then later on, I was uh, friends uh, with Adrienne. She had done uh, Grease back in New York, part of the original company, and you know, we were pals. And she was uh, dating this guy, John Carpenter, and, and said, you know, he's... Uh, I think this is serious, and uh, I want you to meet him. And uh, his uh, film is uh, premiering at the L.A. Directors Guild or whatever the hell it was, some theater over there, over the hill in Hollywood. And um, so I went. There were two women sitting on either side of me, and they were just, oh, my God, it was, a, it was so terrifying. It was wonderful. I loved it. I, I thought it was great. But they're covering their eyes and leaning into me and saying, can we look now? Can we look now? Right, right, I, yeah. I would say, yeah, sure. Go ahead now. Now, now look. <laughs> and they would look and go, oh, you bastard. You <laughs> son of a bitch. And cover up again. So, um, so I met John that night uh, after the film. And 
I guess I don't remember if we all went out for a bite to eat or what, but uh, I know uh, the fog came out of that and Halloween 3 came out of that. Wow. That movie's kind of out there. So people would be like, you know, what were you thinking when you read the script? Like, you knew Michael Myers wasn't in it. Yeah, but uh, it never occurred to me. That, I mean, I it's uh, all the fans were upset. I wasn't upset. I didn't give a shit if Michael Myers right. was in it. And yeah. It's... It, it's just way too much money to be made on uh, Michael Myers. So yeah. uh, don't, you know, but you have this one already kind of in the shoot and it gives Tommy a chance to direct. So, okay, you could do this one, but don't do any others. <laughs> Unlike uh, Halloween and Michael Myers. Yeah, they just forgot yeah. the art, the artistic aspect and just went for the money, basically. The yeah, aspect. sure. Well, that's Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> it's Hollywood. Yep. Being such a high-profile, like, disaster, because it is Halloween, what effect did that have on you, like, as an actor? Because I know if I starred in a movie, and it was, like, r pretty well-known that it was hated and just panned by everybody because of that aspect, not really because of me as an actor or anything like that, how did, how did you feel when you went home that night and the weeks to come? Like, did that bother you at all, or... I don't know. It didn't. It didn't really affect me at all. I didn't. It, it, it was. It was a job, you know. Yeah. And we did the job, and we made the movie. I and when I saw it, I thought that's a that's a decent movie. Right. It, and they don't they don't hate it because it's a bad movie. They hate it because Michael Myers is in it. So fuck them. Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. Exactly. Look at how bad they got over the years, you know, doing Michael again and again. And I think that's where the appreciation for the third one comes in. They say, oh, wow. This how is many? Actually... I don't even know. How many did they do with Michael Myers? Oh, they're, God. They're up to ten something. now. If you can't ten. Honest to God, really. Holy yeah. Jeez. Yeah, and yours is better than about four of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I love that movie. Tom, it's 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 I love it. You know, it's one of those movies that gets me into the Halloween mood. You know, you put it on and it's just it's just a great flick. You know, so yeah. I love it. Did see? Did you feel that that would hurt your career at all, or you really didn't? I never, honestly, guy. I mean, I know it's going to sound weird, but I, I never considered what I do a career. It's it's the way I make my living. That's all. I never, I, I'm, I'm not a star like uh, Bruce Willis and, and movie stars. I've never had the luxury of, of sitting around thinking, um, oh man, this script is really awful. I don't think I'll do this one. I'll wait and let me read this one. Maybe I'll do that. I've never <laughs> had, you know, I've, I've made a living, but I've spent a lot of time out of work. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, I've had a great life, but I, I don't think of it as a career. Right. Yep. Maybe other people do, but I don't. This movie sort of became embraced. I mean, what do you think it was? Do you think people basically at this point, 30 years later, look, we know Michael's not in it. Now let's proceed with what we think about it. You know what I mean? Like, No, I, th I, think, it's, I think it's because it's, it's a decent movie and it, and it stands on its own. And, and there weren't all that many made back then that that are good. 
Yeah. <laughs> me and there there are a lot of a lot of I don't know the film the horror films today I don't I don't even go to them I don't I'm not a fan of them I hate all the saw movies right they're just relentless <laughs> gore slasher crap that you, you don't care a lick about a soul in them they're they're I don't know what they are people you know occasionally on Halloween holiday time will hear that stupid uh <laughs> three more days till Halloween, Halloween, and then they'll they'll watch it and they'll think, well, hell, that's not a bad movie. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it is so awesome. We were just talking about that, like yeah. how into it we get. Like I can't get past the scene when you're like, it's getting late. I could use a drink without going to grab a beer. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? He's right. It is getting late. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it here at the Skeleton Crew. We'll go directly to the factory. We'll Whoa, find out hold exactly on, slow down, down, slow down. It's getting late. I could use a drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, one of the things everybody must talk to you about and is well, a, a classic great experience of working in, you know, Hollywood, doing mm. the scenes with the girls. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, too. And oh. Yeah. I think she was about 19, I was 34, something like that. Oh, my God. (laughs) And Stacy was a little older. She was in her 20s, and I was 35 or so. I don't know. Now, what's it like having your wife on set when you're doing those scenes? (laughs) Oh. Is she she in the room with you? Like, okay, go ahead. (laughs) No, 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 no. Hardly anybody's in the room. Um, well, on on the fog, there were a lot of people in the room. <laughs> but in in the uh, in Halloween three, there was only Tommy and the camera operator. That was about it, and me and her. Right. Yeah, I think there were just three. Once they got the lights set and everything was ready, and yeah, and then it was just me and Stacy. And it, it, but it was you know there, nobody's naked. Everybody's clothed yeah in in the uh in the right places so yeah it was still fun it was uh it is great you know i'm I'm driving down the road in this old truck and i pick up this young girl (laughs) good looking tomato and she gets in and 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 i offer her a sip of beer yeah yeah, yeah, that's so great. You're driving you're driving with a beer in your hand. She takes it, gives me back the can and says, Are you weird? And I say, Yes, I am weird. <laughs> and then the windows blow out and the next thing we know I'm it cuts to us in bed. <laughs> and she's showing me her artwork. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh it was great. We had great Great time, wonderful fun, shooting up in Northern California near Bodega Bay where Hitchcock did The Birds and oh, nice. uh, Petaluma. And... You know, it's funny, the girls they hook you up with as, you know, character, of course, like you got the Jamie Lee Curtis, then you got the girl Stacy Nelkin, Ellie Grimbridge, her dad dies like three days ago and she's in bed with you <laughs> the next time. I know, well, she. I was helping her grieve yeah uh, i'm sure you were yeah, yeah. 
I was giving her comfort and warmth. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else I love? How John Carpenter always gives you characters that are, like, drinking all the time. Like, you're a doctor who's drinking on the job. You're drinking mm-hmm. and driving in the fog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was, uh, and, and same with Freddie Decker in <laughs> Detective Ray Cameron. He was drinking all the time, too, in Night of the Creeps. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's Miller time. <laughs> I even got a, a product plug in the Christ every time I open my mouth. <laughs> like I said, it's Miller time. <laughs> like, like maybe you just had a good time going out to the bar with these guys, and they said, hey, listen, let's incorporate that in the movie. Well, I did. And I'm, I've always been, uh, not so much now, I'm older, and saloons don't have the same um, allure to me that they, <laughs> right. they did until about three weeks ago, until no, <laughs> um, I get older, and now I don't, I don't do that much. But I, I certainly was fond of the jar and enjoyed going out and uh, having beers. Yep. Yeah, definitely. With the guys. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, you were married to the actress who played Marge Gutman in Halloween uh, Three. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, Garnet Stevens. Garn, she died in the next motel room. Yeah. <laughs> right next door. Her brains got eaten out by cockroaches or something. Nice way to go. Yeah. It's not so bad. Terrible. Did you see in the paper recently some guy was in a contest or something? He ate I a bunch heard, of cockroaches yes. and worms and he died. Yeah, oh. I heard that. Honest to God, see there? Yeah. Those things are bad for you. Oh, that's Shouldn't wild. be eating them. That's insane. <laughs> Yeah, but she was not, um, well, she was definitely not in the room when uh, Stacy and I did that, the bedroom <laughs> scene. And, um, I don't even, I don't even know that she was up there. She was, she only worked a day or two on it. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, that's how it works. Yeah, she had a little brief scene, I think, in passing with uh, Stacy outside the motel mm-hmm. and then uh, died in later in the room so uh, she might have uh, you know flown up to some little town where the shamrock factory was supposedly yep yeah it wasn't santa mira <laughs> yeah <laughs> now yeah. you know here's the thing though like this is just a movie question really and i just wonder if you ever got a kick out of it watching when you went back and watched this what the hell happened to ellie grimbridge at the end of halloween you're she gets kidnapped, and then you get her, and then she helps you for 20 minutes, and then decides to attack you in the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, some people, I, I forget where we were, that uh, somebody said Tommy Lee Wallace, who, who directed it and wrote it. So look, was Ellie a robot through the entire movie? <laughs> or did it only happen to her when she got captured up there at the thing? And and Tommy Lee said, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'll have to decide on your own. I don't know. And and so I don't know either. (laughs) I'll ask her, though, the next time I see her. I'll ask her. Okay. (laughs) I will. I don't see her very often. Every couple of years we go to... Convention. Show up at a horror convention somewhere, and she'll be there. Yeah, awesome. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but I will. I'll ask her. And uh, I always thought, you know, she 
I don't know, she became a robot, and but then she was torn because she had feelings for me and, and couldn't <laughs> quite get past the robotness, and so then she attacks me. And then it took over, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even her singular arm attacks me yeah. <laughs> near yeah, the man. end. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Oh, the mask toss, Tom. Oh, my God. you got to get a lot of questions about this, how that was the most epic, perfect toss ever uh, with the mask at the camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was well, yeah. Well, sure. I'm a hero, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm doing shit in the... Uh, <laughs> In the factory, I'm saving the day. I'm going to save every child in the world. Of course I can throw a mask on a camera. One shot. I think we... In fact, I think I threw it once. They cut. And then Tommy threw it because uh, I was still tied up in the chair. So Tommy threw it I mean, 20 or 30 times and, and he got it. And that's the take they used. Then it cut back to me, you know. But it's uh, yeah. Oh, I oh, saw camera that magic. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that was funny. I like. Just think of the logistics of that. It took a guy just normal thirty times to get it on, but we're supposed to assume you with all tied up, just like. Oh, I know. And I just did it one. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Gotta love it. <laughs> Did you ever go back and watch any of the Halloweens since you figure I'm pretty famous for being in this franchise? You ever see any of those ones? Uh, no. I've, I've seen... <laughs> I saw the first Halloween, yep. you know, that night. Right. Um, right. Not part two? aired, and I, I don't think I've ever seen any. Yeah, you better off, <laughs> I've though. seen bits and pieces, maybe, but I've... I never sat down at the beginning of one of them and watched it to the end, never. <laughs> no. But I tell you, one of my dear friends out of out of those movies is uh, Chuck Zyphers. And he played uh, the sheriff in Halloween. Yeah. He was also in Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. In okay. John's thing. And he was in The Fog. He was a radio guy yep. in The Fog. In, the, in a radio station or something, a radar, weather weather station. Yeah. 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 And uh, we didn't know each other very well back then, but we've become great pals since he uh, lives down the, near the Mexican border in South Arizona, and we see each other at these horror conventions every once in a while. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, I met him. Yeah. Now... You didn't see any of the Halloweens, but you were talking to Todd Farmer, Patrick Lussier, about maybe being a doctor if they were going to make, and they followed through on that project for Halloween 3. Yeah, yeah. That would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel terrible for him. Yeah. I feel like I'm a jinx with Patrick. I really love him. He's a great guy. He came he came uh, <clears throat> to near where I live, and he... Um, this woman called me on the phone and said, uh, this fellow Patrick Lussier has been an editor for somebody forever. Wes Craven? Yeah, yeah. He's editor forever. Now he's directing his own uh, My Bloody Valentine 3D. 
and he would love you to be in the film. Will you go and talk with him? I said, yeah, sure. So we met downtown for coffee, and he, um, and I tell you, I was with him 10 minutes. I felt like I knew him all my life. Mm -hmm. It was so easy and comfortable, and and uh, so then finally he said, uh, I really want you to be in the movie, Tom. I want you to play the sheriff, but when I tell you how you die, you might not want to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he did, told me how I died. Uh, my whole lower face goes flying out over the audience's right shoulder in <laughs> yep. 3D. And, in 3D, uh, I yep. said, no, that sounds like great fun. I would love to do that. <laughs> Hell yeah. So... <laughs> So we did, and we had a great time, and it uh, it did pretty good. I love and that. And then he did Drive Angry, and that just, you know, they had a little part in there for me, and I yep. was happy to do it down at Shreveport with Nicolas Cage. And, yep. But that's a, that thing of Hollywood, just like um, Halloween 3, didn't, it opened, you know, bad. It didn't make much money. Uh now it's doing great, but it didn't make right. much money back then. And yep. the same with Night of the Creeps. That open didn't make much mm. money. So Freddie didn't, uh, Freddie Decker had a hard time. He did Monster Squad after that and a couple other things. But, yeah. but Patrick, you know, he did Drive Angry and it opened and just tanked. And so they took uh, the money away, said, nope. You can't do Halloween three. We're not gonna. It's too bad too, because uh, Drive Angry's great too. That's an awesome movie. Yeah, I thought it was a good, really good grindhouse kind of film. I didn't even yeah. know he was coming out of hell till halfway through the movie. I love yeah. that flick. It's I thought great. it was good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. You know, like you were saying, Night of the Creeps. That was your favorite film, but you never felt it found its audience. It never found a big release, and. Remember, for a while, they didn't even put it on DVD. and They didn't put it on DVD. Or, you know, so, they made a righteous DVD and Blu-ray 22 years after we made the film. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was going to say, I hope you know it's on Blu-ray. Yeah. 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 You know, I don't have the Blu-ray for Maniac Cop. Did you do commentary on that? I did not. No, if they if they made a Blu-ray, they yeah. certainly did anything without me. I didn't I didn't participate in that at all. Oh, it's too bad. Oh, you know, I think there is a Blu-ray. Somebody told me that. I think somebody gave me one. <laughs> you know what you do? I think, uh, Tom, you did a um, an interview with uh, Rob Galuzzo. I think like a little 10-minute featurette that's on there. Oh, really? Rob G. Nice. Oh, yeah, see I there? So. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I know I just did one not long ago with... Uh, Mikey Felsher. That's for Halloween 3. For Halloween 3, yeah. yeah. That was a great commentary, Tom. Really. Oh, I was love it? that commentary. Oh, yeah. good. I'm glad. Uh, Patrick, oh. I just got an email from Patrick not long ago, and he said, I just picked up my... Oh, it came in the mail. He said, I, got, I just got my Halloween 3, and I can't wait to sit down tonight and listen to you or your commentary. So <laughs> you, I was... I was um, not nervous about it, but I realized, you know, we're we're through damn near the whole movie, and I I said to Michael, you know, I'm not talking about the movie much. <laughs> right. You know, what? talking about all kind of other stuff, but I don't I don't feel like I'm talking about the movie. 
and he said, "Yeah, that's okay." That's yeah. so interesting, though. Because it was fun. fun. Yeah, it was great. Good. Good. Oh. Uh, good. Yeah. Hey, do you still have any relationship with John Carpenter? Well, I see him occasionally. Um, well, because I've always had a relationship with uh, Adrienne. She's been a pal mm-hmm. forever, mm-hmm. and so I. I would see John from time to time after we did the Fog, Halloween 3 stuff. He produced Halloween 3. Then I moved back east in uh, 86, and I hardly ever saw him after that. He and A.D. Uh, split up. and uh, Yeah. He lives, uh, he still lives out there, you know, within miles of her and uh, sees yep. uh, Cody from time to time. And I see him at... Uh, our convention down at Orlando. Um, oh yeah, but I think uh, last October, maybe. Nice. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. You know, I want to get into a little bit of creep show. I just want to tell you. I know there's, you know, there's not much. Uh, you know, you had the part of the dad, and unfortunately, he wasn't in more of the movie because obviously he was the best character in that movie. But <laughs> oh, that's sweet of you. Yeah, it is. I I love doing that i um i've known george a long time he uh he was out in la putting that together and i i went in and i met with him and and, and talked to me his wife christine then at the time hmm. was uh was there and he said so did you read it and i said yeah i loved it and he said uh it's gonna be hard we're gonna try to make it look like a comic book you know and it's uh uh, it's going to be tough, but um, I'd love you to do something in it. Who 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 do you like? And I said I would love to do uh, Jordy, the guy that gets eaten by green shit out in the, in, <laughs> yep. you know, on his own in the cabin. He said, "Well, Stephen King is going to do that. I can't I can't do that." But he said, "Would you do me a favor and just do the dad at the beginning and the end?" And I said, "Yeah, okay, okay." <laughs> so I did. We in more than one of our shows, we actually use that audio clip, yep. and we incorporate it into the beginning. You go, uh, it's it's just the part where you go. If I ever catch you with a worthless piece of shit like this again, you won't walk for a week, buddy boy. And then, uh, <laughs> and then he go, you know, something about the kid hiding or whatever. And then I said, if if your dad is serious, you might want to turn this show off because I do believe it falls into the category of, uh, and you go worthless piece of shit, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the show starts up. <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, it's beautiful. Yep. <laughs> That's why God made fathers, babe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's always one of my favorite lines from that. Yeah. When you decide whether or not you're going to have your mustache in a movie, do you do you take it away when you're supposed no, to be? I always have my mustache. Always. If I can. Oh, there are sometimes I do a one man show here in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I've I have I did it for seven years, and then uh, these past three years I did not do it, and I'm going to do it again in January, and it's about Art Rooney. Right, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Founder and original owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, that's cool. And he never wore a mustache, so I don't wear a mustache when I do him. Oh. I also am doing Scrooge in a musical Christmas Carol for the Pittsburgh CLO down at the Bayam Theater 
this year. It will be my fifth year of Scrooge. And I do not wear one for him either because he didn't. And you know, all the pictures that I've ever seen yep. of uh, that character from Dickens. So I don't wear one then. But in movies, unless somebody says shave it, I wear you keep it. Right. I I wear it all the time because without a mustache, I look like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought I've always thought I did. So, like a one big upper walking upper lip. That's right. So, you know, a kid. Somebody said me, or it was one of those conventions. Uh, gave me an Atkins mustache. Oh my God! That he had made. I I think to sell. I'm not sure, if he, but it was. Beautifully done. Yeah, like um, there are a lot of a lot of times uh, people wear them on stage, mustaches and beards and goatees yep. and that. If they uh, can't grow one or don't want to grow one, and and uh, but feel they need one, and it's and they're made on kind of netting, and you and you put them on with. Uh, spirit gum so it sticks yep. real good and this was beautiful and it was just like night of the creeps kind of <laughs> and the fog and i thought holy shit this is what? terrific this is really nice i i have no idea who he was i can't remember now that's crazy <laughs> and i don't know if you, you can find them out there on the internet or, or not i don't know <laughs> we'll look it up yeah Speaking of this Pittsburgh Steelers, you're you know you're from you know Pittsburgh. Is that, is the Steelers your favorite football team? Well, of course, yeah, sure, sure. Oh, did you watch the game yeah. against the Eagles? Because Mike was upset about that. I was yeah, not upset. Well, that's Mike's from outside Philadelphia. I guess he is upset about that. And you know what they say, tough shit, Mike. I'm sorry, but um, somebody's got to win, and and the Steelers got lucky. And I tell you, they're they're struggling though. They're uh, I don't expect them to go too deep into yeah. the season because they just. Palomalu's back out again. He didn't even last a quarter. No. Harrison said uh, he feels good, though. His knee is good, so he'll be a help. But uh, the defense is uh, not the way it used to be. Yeah. The the game they played, that was it, and they lost. But they they couldn't make a stop. um, uh, Brett uh, Kaizo. He said afterwards, you know, it's not like we had to make a big play or a big turnover or anything. All we had to do was make a stop. Right. All we had to do was get off the field third and third and twelve, stop them and and walk away. But no, they couldn't. So couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, but I love the Steelers. I like them. I I watched them all my life. I remember watching watching them out of Forbes Field the old ball field before three rivers before the one we have now stadium yeah we're two and two we're lucky to be there yep definitely we play tomorrow 
Who do we play tomorrow? I don't even know. Uh, let's see. Night. October 11th, the Tennessee Titans. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. So, you know, I was I was worried you switched over to a Philly fan when he moved to Pennsylvania. No, no, <laughs> Pittsburgh's my hometown. Good, good. Yeah, and I, I grew up here. Then I moved to, up to New York, and then out to L.A., and then back to Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. Area, yeah. Cool. Now, is there any? I was wondering, like you said, you know, you did the eight movies. Is there any parts that you always wanted to play but you never got a chance yet? No, no, because <laughs> no, it's just I a was, job, right? I was thinking about yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. And there's you know everybody. I've always done a lot of theater, a lot of play, a lot more plays than I have done movies over my life. Right. So I've done my share, but no, there aren't there aren't any roles that I um, you don't think about like um, that I still dream of doing. No. Yeah. Speaking of dreaming, during the filming of Halloween Three, did that song go through your head when you were laying in your bed at night? <laughs> oh, I did mine. Jeez. It went through all of our heads. Yeah, it made all of us crazy. <laughs> we shot in a saloon, and it was a uh, just a little scene with me and her. I think we had just gotten up to somewhere. And but sitting in the bar, and then on the TV, um, <laughs> behind the bar, it and I turned to Tommy, who was you know sitting next to us uh, directing the scene. And I said, "For Christ's sake, is that going to be in every scene in the movie?" And he says, uh, "Yeah." Uh-huh. And when you walk out on the street and you walk down the street and you look in the in the in the window of a store that's selling TVs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. will all have that. Thing. Oh. <laughs> you know what the best part was? You were laying in bed with the chick and then that song came on, you're like, God, this commercial <laughs> Oh God. Jesus it Christ. Was fun. Yeah, no, it was really great, and I just yeah. watched it. You know, the Blu-ray just came out, and I just uh, I watched it about um, uh, this weekend, actually, on on Sunday. And I gotta tell you, it was it was as great as always. It was really exciting to watch, knowing that you know we're talking tonight, and just really want to thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate it. Ah, uh, it's a pleasure. It's a yeah, it was a so joy much. talking with you, fellas. Yeah, you too. Who am I talking to right now, Dan or Mike or Alex? Uh, well, I'm Alex, and Hi, I'm Alex. Dan. How you doing? All right, all right Dan. All right, Mike. Yep. All right, Alex. All right, all you skeleton crew. Thrill me, you sons of bitches. <laughs> it was great talking with you, and I'll great see job. you again hey, somewhere down the road. Absolutely. Tell all me. right. See you, man. See, see you later. later. Tom. Thanks. Bye.